What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. Hey, hey, it's Monday night, and you know what that means. A brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 287. I am Tanner Lee. Across from me on the screen is my co-host, Josh the J-Man Mutt, over there on Central Time. J-Man, what's going on? How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Did a lot of uh, did a lot of nothing. It's kind of nice. I thought you were going to say yard work, and I was ready to say I don't believe you. Actually... Um, we bought some patio furniture, so uh, I was bossed around um, on Friday night helping my fiance put it together. So that was always a uh, that's always fun, as you should be. Um, yeah, to begin she, with. she she pretty much put it together. I just had to hold things in place for because. I'm just not very good at stuff. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, was that better? That experience better than the IKEA experience putting that furniture together? So what? I got lucky. We didn't buy anything that needed put together from IKEA. So what? I got, I, yeah, I got pretty how, lucky. How I does think, that happen? I think she bought like a she, she bought a rug. I want to say. Okay. Um, so obviously, don't need to put that together. But um, yeah, can't. Uh, not. I, I mean, I'm I'm handy to an extent, but. Uh, on Friday nights, after I get done with my blue collar job, I don't want to do anything else handy. So exceed your limits a little bit. Yep, yeah. Exactly well, I hope right. I hope you at least got a good dinner out of it. Um. Yeah. Oh, got some tacos. Can't go around with tacos. No, that sounds pretty good right now. I'm pretty hungry. I haven't ate yet, so me either. But uh, glad glad your weekend went good. The Cubs aren't helping you out by any means. Uh, Cubs are. Um, Cubs had a good week, <laughs> a shockingly good week, uh, which I'm kind of rooting against them. But uh, before we get any farther, I got some birdie bogey for you here. All right. Giannis Antetokounmpo um, had his seventh career playoff game with 30 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists, uh, which tied Elgin Baylor for the fourth most in NBA history. Who are the three who have had more 30-point 15 rebound and five assist playoff games. Um, it's it's getting one. to that time of year where we'll have a lot of NBA birdie bogey questions. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, NBA playoffs still going hot and heavy right now. Yep. Two out of three, you get a par. Uh, all three, you get a, get a birdie. Okay. So, uh, birdie bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies! I'm on their website as we speak. Uh, you can also get merchandise on there. Let's let's click on the merchandise, see what they got going on. Uh, looks like they've had some new t-shirts since the last time I've been on the nice. website. Um, and my computer is frozen on the website, so I can't uh, see. Oh, here we go. We're back. Uh, got short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, ladies short sleeve t-shirts, some CSA t-shirts, short sleeve, couple different um, color options, tote bag, hats, beanies, and stickers. Cool. cool. And you can also get a farm card, which looks like it's a pretty much a gift card. Nice. Yeah. I- I don't know if it's just on my end, but I can no longer see you. I can hear you, uh, but I can no longer see you for whatever reason. There you go. There yeah, my kid, my um, my laptop's so old that the USB ports once in a while just don't want to work. Mm. So if I'm not paying attention, like I wasn't there because I was on a different page, it will just go out sometimes. Yeah. So. We we need to collaborate with uh, Noble Gnome and get them to make a shirt that says "Get your edgy." I, th- I think yeah i think that's a great idea mm-hmm. so i will uh i'll pass that up the chain so to speak you uh you know the owner pretty well i do i do so well your birdie bogey was nba related let's go ahead and jump right into some nba sure. playoff talk uh, conference finals are set now 
don't necessarily think it was the matchups we thought we were going to get going into the playoffs. No, uh, the two teams that played in the NBA Finals last year are done. They got up, uh, both teams got up three games to two and then lost out. Um, yesterday, the Bucks losing uh, in Boston by 20-some points and then an absolute shellacking laid on the Phoenix Suns last night by Luka Doncic and uh, the Dallas Mavericks where Luka had the exact amount of points or the same amount of points at halftime as the entire Phoenix Suns roster did uh, with 27. Um, ever since uh, Luka and uh, Devin Booker got into that little uh, that little uh, trash-talking match where Booker grabbed the ball out of Luka's hand, um, kind of motivated Luka a little bit. And Jason Kidd motivated Luka um, as well. Their, his head coach saying he's terrible defensively, essentially, um, and Luka – Ended up locking in and putting on an absolute show last night. Um, and, I mean, that game was over by halftime. Uh, and I think it Easily. got up yeah, it got up to at least 41 points at one point, which is just ridiculous, um, especially with the number one seed in the, uh, in the Western Conference. And they're, they're done. I think, uh, I think uh, Chris Paul's time to get a championship has come to an end. Um, I, I don't see um, – the the Suns will probably stay pretty good. Um, they have some really good young talent, but they're going to have to pay DeAndre Ayton. Um, Book's going to ask for easily a max contract. Um, and who and who knows what happens with Chris Paul? He's sitting there about uh, he's pretty late thirties at this point. Uh, so I'm not sure if Paul ever gets one. Yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe he would just hang him up, but it looks like I saw he tweeted earlier today that right after the game, his son texts him time to get in the gym. Mm. So uh, I think he wants to run it back, but yeah, I, I think his time to get one's passed. I don't, I don't think yeah. it happens. Last, last year was obviously a missed opportunity. And then this year coming in as the one seed against a Dallas team that not many people even gave a shot to beat Utah in round one. Um, and now they say here in the Western conference uh, finals. Well, this Suns team, I don't think, was a feared one seed. Uh, Patrick Beverly of the they Clippers weren't. was on television today and, and getting great reviews, by the way, yeah. of his analysis. Yeah, yeah. He said, players around the league aren't scared of Phoenix. He said, in our our locker room, we won in Phoenix. That's yeah. it. That's interesting uh, to say mm-hmm. that. I, I think, I mean, Golden State as a three, I think most people give gave them the odds-on favorite to be um, the Western Conference champs. Um, yep. That's a pretty scary three. Memphis didn't really scare anyone. They're out. Too young. Um, not not their time yet. Yeah, super young. And then Jaw gets hurt. And honestly, yeah. they played better without Jaw down the stretch. Yeah, they did. They really um, did. But as far as Phoenix goes, uh, I I didn't watch much of them this year, but they just seemed kind of soft, mm-hmm. um, which that kind of stuff doesn't fly in the uh, NBA playoffs. And uh, they were exposed. Well, and then, then Alvin Gentry got asked yesterday why DeAndre Ayton only played 17 minutes. Uh-huh. And he said, internal issue. Well, that's not good. Yeah, that's a uh, that that's a bad time to bench one of your best players. Uh, and they're, they've already been in this year-long contract dispute as well, so I can't imagine Ayton's going to want to come back. Uh, no. But speak, speaking of Pat Beverly, um, he said that uh, Chris Paul is a cone. Doesn't yes. guard anyone. Yes, he did. Doesn't guard anyone. Um, That's a classic term I'm going to use for people now. <laughs> yeah, we used to say couldn't guard a statue, couldn't guard a chair. Now it's like he's he, he's a dribbling cone. That's that's what he is. Uh, classic. I, I I am enjoying a lot of these present NBA players and like recently retired NBA players like JJ Redick joining these yes. different channels that they bring a whole fresh new perspective that really needed when it's coming to NBA analysis. Yeah. I haven't listened to JJ Reddick. Oh, he's podcast, good. Yeah. But good. I uh, have seen snippets of it on TikTok, and it seems fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's really good. <laughs> he's, he, he's given like inside scoop um, on stuff. I've seen a podcast with Duncan Robinson on it too. Who's actually kind of fallen out of the rotation there in Miami. Um, and he's fantastic as well. That's the greatest part of social media and podcasting and all of that, you get these active players uh, telling stories and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but yeah, JJ Reddick's fantastic. Pat Beverly, I saw uh, a lot of guys are like, man, they're going to back up the Brinks truck for him. He was so entertaining last night. 
Well, they need new ones. I mean, the Stephen A's, Skip Bayless's, they just get so yeah, redundant. Steve, Stephen A doesn't do anything except yell. That's oh, he, he. He doesn't have any sort of coherent thought that comes out. It's just him yelling, trying to get his point across. Skip is so irrelevant at this point in his career. He should have never left ESPN, although I'm sure he's making an insane amount of money. Um, but yeah, pe- people don't care what Skip says. People don't care what Stephen A says. They want to hear from former NBA players uh, like a Redick or Shaq, Charles Barkley. I mean, the NBA on TNT, that, that pre and post game they have there is fantastic yeah. uh, with uh, Kenny Smith as well. Um, they want to hear those former players who have been through this war of the playoffs. They couldn't care less about a Stephen A. Smith who averaged, what, two points a game in college, <laughs> and Skip Skip Bayless scored like 15 career points in high school or something like that. No one cares what they have to say anymore. Yeah, but the Western Conference Finals is going to be fun. Golden State against Dallas. Mm-hmm. On the Eastern Conference side, we saw uh, the defending champs, like you mentioned a few, a few minutes ago, go down at the hands of the Boston Celtics. And then the Miami Heat knocked off the Philadelphia 76ers. So uh, Boston-Miami, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, um, all four of these teams have won a championship within the last – I think Celtics have the longest drought out of the four, don't they, 2008? Eight. So within, within the last 15 years, um, all four have won at least one. Um, I know we have some Golden State fatigue at this point. But they have, haven't been to the Western Conference Finals in three years, even though it feels like a while. Um, I mean, they, they were without Clay Thompson for two years. Steph Curry missed a lot of last year. Um, just it, it kind of feels like they're back. Um, right. it, it, it almost feels like they never left, to be honest. Right. No, you're, you're right. Year, um, and all of that. Um, but um, I'm, I, I kind of like the Miami Heat. I like Jimmy Butler a lot. Uh, Tyler Hero, uh, Bam Adebayo, I think um, – I think this might be the time for uh, – I I don't know if they can beat Golden State, um, but I think they win the East. Win the East. So uh, so you like you like Miami the East. Do you like Dallas in the West? The two times Dallas has made the NBA Finals in their history, they face the Miami Heat. Yeah, and they're one and the one. third. Um, no, I honestly don't know if they can even force six games. Uh, okay. I think Golden State beats them pretty handily. But beats them in – yeah, I'm – I'm I'm gonna give them that six game. I think Golden State in six. If um, if 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 Dallas does get there, I know Luke is already a star, but where how much more does his star value rise if he gets them to the finals? That's I mean he's he's as as you said he's a star. Um, Dallas has done well with uh, European big men uh, here the past past two decades. Yeah, um, he's. He's an easy guy to root for, but at the same time, he's he's kind of a villain. Um, he's 21 years old, super cocky. has has reason to be cocky. They asked him after the game, um, "Did did you know you had as many points at halftime as the entire Phoenix Suns roster?" He's like, "Of course, I was <laughs> I, I was I was looking up there the whole game." <laughs> he 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 has this insane confidence, uh, which is um, kind which can kind of be off putting at times. Uh, but at, but at the same time, he's easy guy to root for. Um, I was looking and I heard a story on Twitter last night um, that the Sacramento Kings took Marvin Bagley two in that draft. After he went, it went Luca, Jaron Jackson, and Trey Young. <laughs> it's Darko Milicic all over again. <laughs> the reason the Kings took. Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic was because Vladi Divac, their GM or president of basketball ops, whatever he is, um, knew the Doncic family really well and could not stand Luka's dad. That was the only reason why he did not take Luka. Um, and he took Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Bagley instead. That's bad teams are a bad organization. Stay bad. And that's why the Kings have the longest playoff drought in NBA. Yeah. Right yes, there, easily. you gotta put personal egos to the side to make the team better. Yeah, um, wow, that's amazing. But going back to uh, Luka Doncic, you remember in that draft that you just mentioned, he and and, and Trey Young were traded for each other. Mm-hmm. That's got to be one of the most. And I, Luka's better than Trey. Don't get me wrong, but Trey's awfully good. That's still got to be one of the most fair trades I can easily. remember in sports. Easily. Um, I mean, Trey Young's putting up. 
30 points a game, nine assists. Um, Atlanta's not nearly as talented as Dallas is, and he's he's carrying them to – I mean, you remember, I think it was his rookie year when the, uh, they went to the playoff bubble, and they just got hot. Yep. Um, and Trey, Trey Young was the reason for that, um, especially a draft day trade, which – the, the NBA draft day trades, I will never understand them um, at all. They, they, they just make no sense. You draft a guy, he puts the hat on, even though you know you're trading him. Um, and it's already been announced that you're trading him. They put him through this whole charade of putting the hat on of the team that drafted yeah. him. It makes no sense. Uh, but, yeah, that's as even if a trade ever. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's been a pretty good NBA playoffs. Pretty entertaining to watch so far. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll make my prediction. I think the Warriors come out of the West. I think the Celtics, though, come out of the East. Okay. I mean, it's it's hard to pick against Boston. I mean, they have the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. They have maybe a top seven or eight, maybe even top five player in the NBA right now, Jason Tatum. Um, he's an absolute superstar. And then, then you had Jalen Brown to that mix. Um, the old man Al Horford is still producing. Grant Williams um, was shooting Grant, lights yeah, out Williams. Yeah, first first time he's led the Celtics in scoring in his career, and it was a perfect time for him to do it. Yeah. What, um, he hit seven threes? I think it was something like that. He scored wow. 27 points. Yeah. Uh, he uh, at, at a t- he was good at Tennessee, I remember. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, um, but he's, he's, he's Yeah, he played him a lot. Um, he's kind of been like a 3-and-D guy in the NBA, and um, it's, it's a good roster. It's probably a better roster than Miami has, um, and I, I think that has – all the makings to go uh, seven games. Well, it's amazing. Remember, everybody was freaking out about Stevens uh, changing his position from yeah. coach to GM. It's worked out just fine. Yeah, remember around the All-Star break, they were kind of struggling. Uh, they were going to make the playoffs, but just weren't playing that well. Um, he made a couple of pretty shrewd moves, trading for uh, point guard Derek White, I believe his name is, from uh, San Antonio, who's kind of been their sixth man since they picked him up and they just, they got hot right after the trade deadline. Um, it's carried into the, uh, playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to get hot at the right time. And that's what they've yeah, done. And absolutely. it's going to, I, um, or how many games do you think each goes? I know we already picked the winners, but, um, I, I think the heat Celtics series goes seven. I think, um, golden state Dallas goes six. I'll go six in each. I'll change it up a little bit, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of them goes seven, especially the one to Eastern Conference. So, uh, but this time next week, we'll know the uh, draft lottery order. The draft lottery tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Oh, cool. So, Pacer fans, cross your fingers. They are locked in to have a top nine pick for the first time since 1989. Man, when's the last time they picked in the lottery was when they took Paul George? He was the 10th pick. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. That was probably the last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll they see. picked in the lottery last year, didn't they, when they took um, the guy from Oregon? Oh. How many picks are in the lottery? I think it's 14, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right then. I think they were like the 14th pick, 13th or 14th. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what pick they get, and then uh, we'll see if they can capitalize with who they take. Who's the favorite to get that number one spot? Is it uh, – is it Orlando let me, or? Let me look it up. Yeah, who had the worst? Had the worst record. Um, Houston had the worst the, record. The Thunder yeah. have the uh, leading odds in the lottery. Really? I I don't understand how that works. I don't know. I'm watching it. I'm I'm looking it up right now on CBS Sports. Um, let's see here. Uh, lottery odds. No, now this one, now CBS is saying, there was another website that said the Thunder, CBS is saying the Rockets, Magic, and Pistons all have a 14% chance. Yeah, they had the three worst records, I believe. Then uh, it says the the Thunder have a 12.5% chance because they own the Clippers pick, which occupies the 12th slot in the lottery. That gives them a 55% chance of picking the top four. Pacers have a 10.5% chance of getting number one overall uh blazers have nine percent chance kings seven and a half pelicans by virtue of owning the lakers pick have a six percent chance spurs four and a half wizards three knicks two watch it be a frozen ping pong ball um (laughs) hornets one percent and cavaliers half percent 
Um, speaking of Portland, look for Damian Lillard to try to uh, get out. Yeah, wouldn't shock me by yeah. it at all, at all. That guy, he won Rookie of the Year, and he hasn't won any type of award since. <laughs> hasn't led the league in like any statistical category since. Great player, but like I think everybody was ready to put him into. Yeah, another level, and he and just hasn't got there. It's not all his fault, but he's hit some insane buzzer beaters uh, in the playoffs to win series. True, um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I I don't know if I'd call him one of the elite players anymore. He's good. Um, he's on the other side of thirty, and um, yeah, I I think a team will absolutely want to trade for him, but uh, I'm not sure he can be the go-to guy anymore. Yep. It'll be interesting. I'm still waiting for my Sonics to come back in the league and get yeah, that number one yeah. pick in, uh, in a couple of years. It's going to happen. Sonics. I don't think case. they're ever coming back there, Tim. Yes, man. it's a case of win, not if. It's a case of win, <laughs> not if. And uh, speaking of a case, unless you got any other uh, NBA yeah. talk you want. Speaking of a case, in my opinion, is win, not if. Did you see the latest uh, – speculation about Jeff Brom and Louisville going around late last week. I did not. No. Well, uh, Jeff Brom was at some uh, speaking thing down in Louisville. Of course, he's he's wearing Purdue stuff, but it's at, gosh, I don't even know uh, know what it was. It was, uh, but he was getting asked about the Louisville job a lot. And Jeff Brom being Jeff Brom was just completely honest, probably almost too honest mm-hmm. to some, some people's liking. Uh, but he was asked about uh, potentially returning to his alma mater to be their uh, future head coach. And he he uh, said, and I quote, okay, those are all good questions on the Louisville job as he addressed questions from the attendants. Uh, you know what? After being at Purdue two years when it came open, that was a tough call. Tough call, to be quite honest, through my schooling and how I was raised, I believe in at least trying to do the right thing and having morals and values. It was too early to leave Purdue then. It just wasn't right. You build relationships. People treat you right. The people there have treated me great. You talk to recruits and they ask me things. Just a lot of things went into it. Uh, Brom certainly didn't shut the door on the potential return to Louisville in the future when he says, and I quote, but obviously now we're on year six. I love this town, this area, speaking of Louisville. I'm an alumnus of Louisville, so anything can happen in the future. Hmm. And on, honestly, it's probably his dream job. I oh, mean, absolutely. It, it, it's I his think, alma mater. I think um, that's his destination job. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he, he, he made a good point. He was only at Purdue two years when that job came open. Right. When, and when um, it was open, Rondell Moore just finished his freshman year, which ended up being the only year he was fully healthy at Purdue. Mm-hmm. But he look what he did that year. George right. Karloftis and David Bell were already committed. I mean, he had a lot of momentum going. Uh, Louisville was a dumpster fire at the yeah, time with, with their AD, president, and everything. Well, now they have a new AD. that The, the president fired the old AD. Uh, Scott Satterfield, it's no uh, secret, he's not liked at all by that fan base. I mean, a lot of people believe the wheels are already in motion to get him out unless he wins eight or nine games or more right. this next year. So, I mean, and, and I think a lot of Purdue fans have the same feeling. Like, we know we dodged a bullet the first time because of the timing in 2018. And – you know, now we're six years in. I mean, yeah, he still needs to have a good year, I think, mm-hmm. at Purdue this year. But Purdue, I think, at least on paper, should have a pretty good year with, with their easy schedule and a lot of guys returning. But, um, you know, if he has a good year at Purdue and then Satterfield gets fired, that job opens up, you know he's probably going to be Louisville's number one target. And it wouldn't shock me at all if he goes. Yeah. I mean, and it, honestly, Brom would be setting Purdue up a lot better should he leave now than if he would have after oh, year two? Oh, a hundred percent. He's, he's done what I think Purdue fans wanted him to do when he got the job. That was at least bring Purdue back to a competitive level, mm-hmm. making bowl games, things like that. And he's done that. So he's, he's brought Purdue in a well better place now than where, where he found it. Right. But um, I don't, I don't know what all would go into that. I mean, uh, Louisville can throw a lot of money around. They got a lot of that uh, horse racing money down there. Um <laughs> Big Ten Papa does John's have money. Pop, well, not so much anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say so anymore. Uh, Big Ten does have more money as far as like putting money in the resources and stuff mm-hmm. than the ACC does, but I don't know. It would probably be tough to, for him to turn that job down twice. Sure, but yeah, it was just interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Obviously, going to have to let it play out. Uh, but uh, it's <laughs> it's one of those things. As a fan, you're just 
dreading rumors at all yeah. Um, yeah. of that sort. Uh, but it's the nature of the beast at this point. It is, and it's it's, it's you know we're in a college sports landscape, especially talking football and basketball, is ever changing. It's right. like it's changing week to week, and yeah. So I have no idea. I mean, I think. Now, I was listening to podcasts today since we're talking football. Uh, they were talking about Big Ten football. There's a lot of talks going on. They might go away with the division starting next year in 2023. Really? <laughs> and they'll go back to uh, every team has three teams they would play every year. And then you rotate all the rest kind of like it used to be. And then the top two teams in the conference would face in the conference championship. So that pretty much uh, means nobody in the West outside of Wisconsin and maybe Iowa could <laughs> could play in the Big Ten championship game, feels like. Well, the thing I would like about it is, assuming they did what they used to do, two of threes of produced three blocked opponents would be Indiana and Illinois. Nice. I'm, I'm guessing because of rivalry trophy and everything. Uh-huh. If I had to guess the third, because before the Big Ten expanded, they used to play uh, – their, their, their locked people were uh, Indiana, Illinois, and Northwestern. For whatever reason, Northwestern was the third locked team. That's, that's, a, that's as good as it gets. So I've heard rumors if this all happens, it could be Northwestern or Iowa. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, knew, I mean, I'm sure the big every team in the West doesn't want to see the divisions go away, and I'm sure yeah. the teams in the East do. Absolutely. Um, Especially the, the Michigans. Because the ACC is splitting their divisions. So that's what's kind of started this whole movement. Or at the very least, it might be smart to um, switch the divisions up. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the East is loaded and right. the West is not as loaded. And right. it, it obviously, geographically, that, that is the East and the West. Um, Leaders and Legends was a dumb name. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but you, could, you, you could easily come up with a different, better name than Leaders and Legends and uh, kind of make things more, um, have a little bit of more parity there. I think what the driving force is behind this thought is they think if they split the divisions up, they might have a better chance of getting more teams in the playoffs. Surprise mark. Yeah. Yeah. Probably true. So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have just come like, if you would have brought this whole Louisville thing up to me a year or two years ago, I would have flipped probably, but I've, yeah. I've learned to come to grips with eventually I do think he's going to be Louisville's coach. Now, is that in 2023? Is that in 2026? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just yeah. coming to come yeah. to terms with eventually that's probably going to happen. There's there's just going to be a ton of rumors. Um, sure. This I, I think I said it a few months ago, but there are rumors. Yeah, Underwood's going to leave and go to his alma mater, Kansas State, where he's going to take a $2 million pay cut and pay out his – yeah, um, well, that's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> pay, pay off his own buyout uh, yeah. just just to come to Manhattan, Kansas, because yeah. he misses it so much. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, and I mean, maybe maybe, maybe if they were giving a two million dollar raise, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's something yeah. different, but not two million dollar pay. Think, think he's gonna go to Kansas, can Manhattan, Kansas, yeah. um, for less money and less yeah. opportunity to win. That's delusional. But yep. uh, that's it's part of being a college fan. You got to put up with all the rumors and coaching hot seat and, and you know, uh, coaching carousel, so to speak. So, What do you think of what Iowa's AD said this past week? Uh, did you see what didn't, he said? Didn't see it. No. He said, um, talking about the NIL and all that, he's wanting to go back to the, the transfers have to sit out a year, uh, which they literally just got rid of that this past year, yeah, essentially. Right. Um, so I don't think they can go back on it, but he thinks that will curb the NIL a little bit. Um, and of course, the Iowa AD was absolutely ripped by about everyone on um, <laughs> social media. No, I don't think you can go away from that. Um, I don't know. I, I've always had mixed feelings about it. I always thought players, if their coach got fired or left for a different job, should should have always right. been open to being able to leave without penalty. Um but man, it has turns into such free agency. It is. I mean, Which, I mean, there, there there's yeah. there's guys that can transfer twice and never have to sit out a year. Technically, if yeah. you transfer, because you can transfer once as an underclassman and not sit out, then you can transfer again as a grad grad senior. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I and mean, we've talked about this so much um, <laughs> that I don't really know. And and honestly, if coaches are allowed to leave then players should be allowed to leave and go to their next destination and play right away. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but yeah, it's just, this is an stuff's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I got to think it's got to tamper off here. 
a little bit, but I could be wrong. Yeah, um, it's so new uh, mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. It's got to be a talking point on this podcast for a <laughs> long time. I have a feeling it's time. not it's not going anywhere. And and luckily it's slowed down a little bit now. We've hit the uh, summer months here. Uh, well, and now we're into the portal month. Yeah, I think I think May first was the deadline mm-hmm. for basketball and football. To where if guys put their name in the portal now, they would have to sit out. Yeah. Yep. Or or get a waiver or something. Happens. Or get a waiver, but that means the coach has to sign off for it. Yeah. Not going to happen more times than not. Right. And and the NCAA wants to make such an example out of any player now because they didn't right. get their way that they'll, they won't give them a waiver at right. all. Yeah. Um, so, and the withdrawal for uh, the NBA draft, I believe is June 1st. Yes, so I, I think we'll right. see kind, kind of the portal uptick here in the next few weeks as guys are pulling their name out of the draft um, and entering the port or have already entered the portal and entered the NBA draft. We'll see some more movement here in the next few weeks. I'm just hoping Purdue can land a point guard somewhere. Every guy yeah. they're going after is going to different schools, so I'm just hoping now mm-hmm. they're waiting maybe to see if some guys pull their name out here in the next couple of weeks because I don't know what they're going to do right now. I mean, it's uh, Braden Smith. I mean, he's a very promising-looking point guard. He was Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana from Westfield High School, but that's a lot of pressure to put on the point yeah. guard to be a starter. I mean, he's going to get big-time minutes anyways. Yeah. But um, Yeah, you, you look at Wisconsin, though. They started Chucky Hepburn at the yeah. point. Now they also had Johnny Davis, uh, which helped, and a good Brad Davison. Yeah. Um, so that helps. But man, I'm glad those uh, two of those guys are gone. Yeah, yeah. Davison was there forever. Johnny Davis, I think, was the worst Big Ten player of the year ever. Probably should have been Keegan Murray, honestly. Um, but for whatever reason, Johnny Davis and his inefficiency won it. That kind of yeah. annoyed me, but. Media media love themselves in Wisconsin this year. They, they always do for some reason. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Football, too. Yeah. Uh, Barry must be paying him dollars. You know, he's, is he still the AD or is he retired now? Seems like he's going to retire. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe he hasn't retired, officially yeah. retired yet. But, yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's my Purdue rant today in uh, discussion. So, I – yeah, that came up late last week. I'm like, it's been talked about in a lot of different Purdue podcasts. I'm like, I want to bring it up tonight. So, yeah, you don't have too many Purdue rants in the middle of May, so that's kind of refreshing. No, no. I mean, school's out now, so hopefully, yeah. I don't have any. They did, they did get some bad football news though. They're uh, uh, should have been returning number one wide receiver. Will Milton Wright will not be on the team. He didn't make grades. Yikes! He was suspended for the bowl game back in December uh, for grades. Um, knew he had a lot of work to do. I figured he had the spring and then also summer to catch up. I guess that wasn't the case. And he, uh, over, over, over the last few months, they said it was a steep hill to climb and he unfortunately didn't get it done. So he was going to be a senior. So he'll probably be in the supplemental NFL draft. Yeah, he probably will be. That'd be my guess. So can, can he go to like Ivy tech or something for the semester and try to get back on track or. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know that much about the situation. I'm guessing he, I'm guessing it was pretty bad. I'm guessing, I mean. <laughs> didn't didn't I mean, go to class it, at all. Yeah, I'm guessing he didn't go to class at all or something because it sounded like, I, I was just thinking, how far behind is he? Like, yeah. what did he do? And, and you know, that's the thing that also in this NIL, people got to remember, these guys still got to keep up their end of the bargain. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, guys are now making half a million dollars and think they can skip out on class. Well, you're not going to play then. <laughs> Cardell Jones, man. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't come here to play, play school. school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, luckily Purdue is deep at wide receiver. But, I mean, um, losing David Bell and Milton Wright's definitely going to hurt. That hurts. Definitely going to hurt. So yeah. we'll see. Plenty more football talk in the months to come. Yep. Uh, what's what's your uh, word association this week? It is golf related, so I'll okay. get right into it, and we'll talk a little Perfect. PGA Championship before we uh, talk some baseball. Uh, let me bring it up here. A lot of the, and and I know this is kind of a common theme whenever a major term is coming up. I like to do a golf word association, yeah. so I tried to go with only past PGA champions. I think you've heard of. Okay. 
So I didn't go with any like uh, David Toms or Bob May or any of I've, those. I've guys. heard of David Toms. I've not yeah. heard of Bob May. So. And I went, I went in order starting with last year back. So last year's defending champion who on Friday announced he is not defending his championship, Phil Mickelson. Yes, the the Saudi, the guy who's owed uh, how how much money uh, since or lost how much money? 40, 40, million? 40 million in four since, years uh, of gambling from like twenty ten to through fourteen. I wonder he's had to team up with the Saudis, try to make that money it's, back. Uh, yeah. I was really hoping he would come back, make his season debut, defend his title, but I'm really starting to doubt we see him in twenty twenty two play at all. Crazy, and there was a rumor out there that. He's been playing, prepping. This was just a rumor, and the course that was rumored he was playing at shot it down, so take that for what you will. But there was a rumor that in his prep he was shooting high 70s, and his oh. game just was way off. Yeah, and, there. So I, I don't know if he – take that for what you will. It's Twitter. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. Right. Colin Morikawa. Uh, budding superstar. He is. Um, I mean, two-time yeah, major champ already. Yeah, I was going to say he's won a couple. I mean, he won the uh, 20, uh, 2020 PGA and then last year's British Open, mm-hmm. or the Open it's called now, and he's one of my favorite picks for this week, to be honest. He just He's a stud. He finished top 10 in the Masters last month. So I think you know who I'm going to pick. I think I do, too. Uh, Brooks Kepka. Brooks. Haven't heard his name in a minute. Struggling uh, a little bit. His putter, yeah. just he can't find, a, find the hole. He doesn't really show up unless it's a major anyway, it feels like. It's true. It's true. Um, uh, yeah. He's a back-to-back uh, PGA champion in uh, 2018 and 2019. So, wouldn't shock me see him in contention this week at all. Justin Thomas. JT, is he out of where? Is he out of Alabama? Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. Um, yep. Has, how many majors has he won? One, uh, PGA one. championship. Yep. Okay. He's won a player's championship. Is, but, is uh, the PGA championship? championship or is it the u.s open where they they want the winner right around even that's u.s open, US yep. open. the, the okay. pga is one that it seems like historically like a lot of guys if, if they're going to win one major they win that for whatever yeah. reason uh but ironically that's the only major arnold palmer never won he won the huh. other three multiple times but he never got a pga hmm. and that's the only one jordan spies never got oh he gets it this weekend. He's one of the favorites. He's one of the favorites. He, uh, he, for whatever reason, I just checked the golf score on, I think, yesterday, and he was – did he end up winning yesterday? No, it was um, the defending champ one. Because hmm. um, he was – I think I saw speed – maybe it was Saturday. He was like 15 under or something. He was second at that His point. name is escaping me. He's an Asian player one yesterday. Um, Let's see here. Jason Day. Jason, they haven't heard him in a while. Uh, ever since he had his uh, his um, what, what what did he have? Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah. There it is. He two weeks ago, he was leading the tournament, um, the Wells Fargo Championship after after the first two rounds. Shot eighty one on Saturday. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he shot like nine over par. Was out <laughs> out of it. <laughs> That'll Man, do it. Got to bring it every day. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, Rory McIlroy, book it. That's all I got 20, to say about 2014 him. PGA champion at Valhalla. Book it. Where's it uh, at this week? It is at uh, Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. It was announced uh, um, late or no early last year was going to be that it was supposed to be at one of Donald Trump's courses. Mm. It was going to be Trump's first time one of his courses ever had a major, but the events on January 6th last year made the course or made the P- PGA championship decide to go in a different direction. Don't blame him. Podrick Harrington. Uh, Potty. Um, was, was he on the Tiger Woods games? Yes, he was. At I least say, one of I remember them. playing with him quite a bit. Yeah, at least one of them. He was a back-to-back PGA champion as well. 08 and 09, I believe. And he also won a British Open in that time. He was he got hot for like two years there. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, he's playing? He's playing, says he's feeling stronger than he did at Augusta. It's it's incredible that he's even playing. I know. a year removed. Yeah, he's uh he'll be the big storyline. I mean, I mean Not he'll be uh, I mean, I think I think the storylines this week will be Tiger, of course. 
Can Spieth get the Spieth slam? Phil Mickelson's absence and Scotty Scheffler, I think, will be four really big storylines. VJ Singh. VJ Singh, man. When's the last time he's won like a major championship? Not not, was, not even just a major, but like a just a a tournament. <laughs> I don't know the last time he's won a non-senior tour event. Because that's all he plays anymore, really. So yeah. it's been a while. He was a star there in the early 2000s. Yeah, he was number one in the world. He was yeah. only a guy for a while that could kind of give Tiger a run for his money. Uh, four more here. John Daly. John Daly. Oh, man, he's a character. Uh He's he he's an easy guy to root for. Yes, um, his sons just like him too. So little, yeah, little John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Daly won that in Crooked Stick, down in uh, Southern Indiana yeah. in the early nineteen nineties. Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart was he the one that passed away in the plane crash? Ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He uh, he was a good one. Wore the knickers, the knickers, and the mm-hmm. Ben Hogan cap. Two more here, Jack Nicholas. Uh, the great one. Yeah. <laughs> one of, I mean, obviously, probably a top two golfer of all time. The Golden Bear. He he said there was an article that came out today. He said the Saudis offered him a hundred million dollars to do the position that Greg Norman's kind of doing for them really? now. And he he, but he yeah. turned him down, of course. Norman's got himself into some hot water this week too. Norman gets comments. himself in yeah. hot water all the time. He did in the nineties. He's doing it now. So. <laughs> and lastly, Gary Player. Gary Player, South African. Yep. Yeah. You won't find a guy his age in better shape than him. That yeah, guy's. he looks great. He's he's got to be mid eighties, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he does like so many sit ups and push ups a day. It's incredible. Um, he's done more sit ups and push ups in one day than I have since high school. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Um, a couple other storylines to keep keep track of. Justin Thomas's drought. I mean, he's uh, he's kind of been struggling. In majors the last couple of years for whatever reason, uh, Brooks Kepka's health. Um, Rory, I mean, he hasn't won a major since the PGA Championship in 2014. And uh, let's see here, uh, what's another storyline? Um, possible strong wins in Oklahoma this week. Mm. That's another one. So with all that said, J-Man, who is your pick this week? This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. You can book it that Rory gets this one done. He gets finally. it done. Finally. Finally gets it done. He was unbelievable on the weekend um, at the Masters. Uh, where Sunday, I thought maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Uh, he was going to get that one. He ended up not, but uh, this is the one. What, what Rory needs to do, he's got to shoot something decent on Thursday. He shoots yeah. bad first-round scores, and then he lights it up, but it's like you yeah. got to do it every day. He's already, he's already done after Thursday. Yep. Uh, J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And the Word Association segment, like it is every week, is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Vine Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. Well, J-Man, uh, do you want to teach me a few things, or we got to talk some baseball? Who are you taking? Oh, I haven't even picked. I was going to say, I was waiting for it. Goodness. Uh Ricky Fowler, no. He is a dark horse. He's my dark horse this week, though. I like the way he played two two weeks ago. He got tied for 21st, and he played really well for about two days that week, and then the other two were eh. But some things are starting to come along a little bit. This is the only major he's guaranteed to be in so far this year. He's a dark horse of mine, but I don't think he wins. I'd be happy with a made cut. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who was close for a while at Augusta last month, and that's Cameron Smith. I think he's, you know, this the theme of tonight's episode when we're talking about things seems to be win, not if. And I think it's a matter of when Cameron Smith finally wins a major, not if. So I'm taking taking the All Aussie, right. Cameron Smith. 
This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Dan Landing is the place to be. Dan Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitoba, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitoba and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dan Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I saw the uh, beer garden is officially open. Yes, yes, I have not been yet, but I'm gonna have to make a trip there soon. Yes, um, sir, I could go for some uh, some damn landing pizza tonight. Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds pretty good. good. That sounds good. Uh, why don't I educate you here, real quick? Yeah, um, the world knows I need it. So, <laughs> um, let's see here. In 1954, Ted Williams got eight hits in the first game of a doubleheader, um, no, in his first g- game, so it, it, it was a doubleheader. I assume he had eight hits um, throughout the two games um, since breaking his collarbone. Uh, so he's, he's a pretty good one. And, and I know I sound like a broken record. I've said this over and over again, but I think he's the most mentioned guy on the Easily. August Day segment in TNJ Man Show yeah. history. It's a pretty weak on this day. Who won the 34th NBA championship on this day in 1980? Why do I think it's like a weird team? Um, I'm going to go with the 76ers. The L.A. Lakers beat the Philadelphia 76ers four <laughs> games least, to two. At least they were in it, I guess. But Yeah, I uh, only knew that because um, of the HBO show Winning Time, which was I still fan- have not watched it yet fantastic i gotta gotta watch that it was really good they did it they won game six without kareem who had a severely sprained ankle but uh magic put on a show scored over 40 points i believe it's pretty good Um, yeah he's he's a rookie that time on this day in 1984 philadelphia phillies pitcher steve carlton hits a grand slam off of fernando valenzuela um hey we've seen We've because seen pitchers. We, yeah, we've we saw a pitcher hit a grand slam off the Cubs. That was one of my favorite moments of my life. Just because I I don't even remember who was next to me. I just remember whispering, <laughs> "I hope this guy has a grand slam so I can turn around and see Josh's face." And it happened. I about fell down laughing. Uh, at that point, I kind of had to laugh too. That was a shellacking uh, that day. That was awful. It was an awful day. Uh, good <laughs> good day. Terrible few hours. Um, go. Who won the NBA Rookie of the Year on this day in 1985? 85 Rookie of the Year? I don't even know who was a – who the heck was a rookie in 85? Well, Jordan won a rookie in 85, was he? I don't know Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is correct. He was drafted in 84, but the right. season went into 1985. All right. yeah. uh, so. Okay. On this day in 1996, Sammy Sosa is the first Chicago Cub ever to hit two home runs in one inning. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think they've done it. I'm pretty sure they've done it since. Somebody's done it since. I was going to say, I wonder who. Uh, I don't know. I remember Mark Bellhorn hit a homer from, from both sides side of the plate. plate. In one game, I don't think I can't imagine it was the same inning. That would have been crazy if it was. Um, let's see. On the stay in 2019, who won the PGA Championship? A 2019. Mm-hmm. Could just pull up your uh, word association this week. Yeah, I could. I'm just trying to think. So, 2020 was more Akawa. Uh, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka fired a tournament record equaling and course record 63 to lead the PGA Championship by one stroke. Um, oh, af- oh, after the first round at Beth Page Black. So he, he didn't win it on this day. I guess. Mark Bellhorn did that in the fourth inning on August 29, 2002. The so so he he did do it in the same inning, huh? Yes. That was probably the last yes. one, I imagine. Yes, it was. Uh Juan, Juan Aribe did it against the Cubs on September 23rd, 2010 as a giant. Oh man, that 2010 team, Cubs team was terrible. Oh no, no, they've got another Cub, says Bellhorn. This Cub did it on June 21st, 2008 against the White Sox. 
2008, June 21st. Um, it's got to be either Soriano, Derek Lee, or Ramos Ramirez. Is it one of those three? No. Oh. Um, Mark DeRosa? Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds. He was my next guest. I swear. <laughs> Dude, I forgot he's Cub. Yeah. I remember they picked him up. He was on the Padres. He was terrible with the Padres. There's been quite a few guys to uh, huh. hit two home runs in one inning throughout the history of baseball. I will never forget Fernando Tatis Sr. hitting two grand slams in one inning against the uh, Dodgers back in like 2004, I want to say. He was a Cardinal. Not seeing it on here, but maybe this is just for uh, home runs and not grand slams for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not seeing them on here. Though. Oh, it's, that was 1999, Josh. Fernando oh, I thought Tatis. it was 2004. I was really against the Dodgers. Yeah. There's a lot of ex-Cubs here, like Eric Karros and uh, yeah, no, Nomar. Uh, Nomad. Nomad Jared. didn't do it as a Cub. I can no, but as a Red Sox. As but Red Sox. Like Jared San- just a lot of weird names, like Jared Sandberg, Carl Everett. Huh. I mean, just a lot of a lot of guys you don't think. Julio Lugo, a lot of guys you have. Oh, Michael rest, Kadire. Rest in peace. Uh, a lot of guys you haven't, I haven't thought of for a while. But, um, yeah. yeah, back to the honest day. Uh, that's it. That's all that's I got. It. That's all yep. you got. And the On This Day is brought to you, like it is every week, by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit them on Facebook or on Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. If you want a, a boiler plate, if you want a or sign, if you want a Illinois sign, a Hoosier sign, a Butler Bulldog sign, Notre Dame, Cubs, whatever it may be, contact Mooney Woodcrafts, MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Yes, sir. This or last week, I uh, one of my book it prediction was that the Cubs would not win a game, uh, and then they go out to San Diego to face one of the best teams in the National League, take two or three, and easily could have swept them. Then they go to Arizona, who's over five hundred, and take two or three from them. Um, so Cubs are hot. Look out, baseball! Look out! Only eight games out of the uh, NL Central right now. Um, and I don't even think they have the wild card standings up yet, but I can't imagine they're. Uh, no, I was looking at them today. Way. I was looking at them um, today. But uh, I'll bring them up. yeah, Cubs played some decent baseball this week. Got good pitching, good timely hitting. Um, yeah, I can't can't really complain. Honestly, it's um, to the point this season that I kind of want them to lose as much as possible to get a top pick. Cubs um, are tenth in but, the wild card, Josh. The na- only the Nationals and Reds are behind yeah. them. Well. According to Rick Sutcliffe, you do some damage this week against the Pirates and the Diamondbacks, and you're trading for players. At the you deadline. love yourself you're, some Rick You're, you're not selling. I cannot stand. Great pitcher, one of the Cubs' best pit, pitchers back in the 80s. Uh, won a Cy Young for him in 84, but uh, that dude is Tony Romo-esque on uh, Cubs broadcast. Get him off of J-Man's TV. That's what I'm doing. I, I hate Tony Romo on TV, so uh, I hate Rick Sutcliffe. But, uh, yeah, a couple of – Notes here, interesting notes. Cubs are nine and nine on the road. You usually say go five hundred on the road, and you're going to be pretty good. Well, the Cubs are four and eleven at home, so uh, it's not going well for them. Uh, but uh, Wilson Contreras has been the best catcher in baseball this year. Um, only four catchers in baseball have a hundred plus plate appearances, and Wilson leads them all in OPS, and he has an OPS of one hundred twenty-five points better than the next closest guy. Um, so I think they can, uh, if they don't end up signing to extension, which I can't imagine they will during the season, uh, they might end up trading him at the deadline for a pretty good haul, uh, which is, which would be sad, but at the same time, kind of exciting, uh, to see who they could get because the uh, Cubs minor league system is, um, playing really, really good baseball right now. So it's kind of fun not to follow, uh, but a couple notes around the league, the Cincinnati Reds lost a game yesterday, even though they threw a no hitter. Yeah, that's uh, that's very hard to do. Yeah, that was the first time a team had won a game after getting no hit since 2008. Um, Hunter Green, their top prospect, who David Bell stupidly let throw 119 pitches yesterday, even though he walked five. Um, 
and he didn't even make it through the eighth after he walked three or something like that and then gave up a fielder's choice and a run scored. Uh, but he became the first starting pitcher since April 12th, 1992, to throw seven-plus innings, give up no hits, and still get a loss. Uh, that guy's name was Matt Young. We were just two um, and three months old, Jay, man. Yeah, yeah we were pretty, uh, pretty young, and so we got to see a little bit of history yesterday. <laughs> Uh, but around baseball, the Yankees keep bludgeoning teams. Took three or four uh, from the White Sox. Yeah, the they're twenty-four and nine, or twenty-five and nine. Um, really, I mean, they're just mashing. Aaron Judge might be the, if it's not Mike Trout, the uh, current leader for AL uh, most valuable player. He wants that contract extension. Yes, he does. Which I imagine he'll get it. Um, Yankees have been known to. Uh, pay out the wazoo for guys. So I bet he gets at least 400 million uh, from them. Yeah. I forget what his asking price was, but they weren't budging on it last year. Yeah. The asking price I think was over 300. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, But uh, the other New York team lost their first series of the year yesterday uh, to the Seattle Mariners. Uh, But the Mets are still 10 games over 500, five and a half games up on the Phillies uh, who took three or four from the Dodgers actually over the weekend. Um, the Atlanta Braves are still scuffling. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers are playing really good baseball. They're leading the NL Central. The Cardinals were up so big last night that they let Albert Pujols pitch the ninth inning. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yeah, they were up. I, I think they were up fifteen to two, and Albert gave up four runs or something like that. I'm surprised more teams don't do that because honestly, a position player is not going to come in and give up thirteen runs. No, likely. I remember a few years ago, the Dodgers did it with Russell Martin, where they would just be up like eight or something. They wanted to save a pitcher, and they just let Russell Martin um, try to get out. And he, he'd get out, get out of about every game. Um, but, uh, yeah, out in the NL West, the Dodgers kind of had a rough week, but they're still le- tied with the Padres for the lead. Giants are only a game and a half back. Uh, all is uh, kind of come back to – being normal in the world uh, with the Colorado Rockies dead last in the uh, they're still five hundred though. I mean, they're still <laughs> yeah, but, after the wild card. But what were they? Eight games over five hundred or something at yeah, one point. Well, what they started off hot a year or two ago and came crashing yeah. down. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Twins are still leading the AL Central. White Sox are still kind of just hovering right around five hundred. There, it doesn't seem like they can get hot. Uh, yeah, that right uh, that's AL Central Tiger pick by me is not uh, not aging well. I, I like the pick, too. Uh, but, yeah, the, the uh, Tigers are 11 games under 500. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think we both said the Royals would be better, too, and they're eight games under 500 and fired their hitting coach uh, today. <laughs> um, AL West, it's a two-team race right now. So much for that uh, Mariners pick, which you never know. Just three years ago, remember, the Nationals were 19-31 and 31 and ended up getting hot and ended up winning the World Bring Series. Bring back the Sonics. They'll make um, the playoffs. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, Mariners are seven games behind uh, the Angels and Astros, who are tied uh, currently for that AL West lead. Uh, the Oakland A's are pretty bad, but they're not the worst team in the um, American League this year so far. That's been the Tigers. Uh, but yeah, Reds, worst team in baseball, still nine and twenty-six. After they looked like they were going to be a little, um, maybe get a little hot here and win a it's few not games, change. Um, they end up getting or throwing a no-hitter and still losing. So that's just kind of been a microcosm of the uh, Cincinnati Reds season so far. They're the only team without double-digit wins so far. Hate to see it. Yeah, just hate to see it. But uh, other than that, not a whole lot uh, happened around baseball this week. Um, one one thing we did not get to talk about tonight, we're, we're running out of time. We got the birdie bogey, then we're going to wrap things up. We'll talk about next week. NFL schedule got released yes. last week, yeah. and um, it just blanked my mind till right now. So, Yeah, I completely forgot about that as well. So we can talk about that next week. Yep. All right. I'll hit you with this birdie bogey real quick. Let me pull it up on my phone. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Actually, I have a stat here. The um, Boston Celtics will play in their 37th Eastern Conference Finals, which means they will now have played in exactly half of the Eastern Conference Finals ever. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has a seventh career playoff game with 30 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists, which tied Elgin Baylor for the fourth most in NBA history. Only three players have more. Who are they? I can only think of two. LeBron. LeBron is one of them. Oscar Robinson. Nope. 
Oh my God. I thought for sure. Those were the two I had for sure. <laughs> um, read the stats to me again. I was so locked in. I thought 30 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists. Giannis had seven career playoff games so far with that. I don't think it's right. Durant? No. No, I, I I was so locked in. I thought Oscar Robson for sure, triple double machine. But Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That would make sense. And uh oh Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. Yeah, well, that would make sense. Yeah. No, no, I just no. was so flustered. I thought for I sure thought, I had a bar in the bag. I thought you had a decent chance. To I, get did. A bar. I did. I did. I was I, I thought Oscar Robinson for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, those are the only two names I was even think of during I, the show. So I, I know Big O was a big uh, triple double guy, yeah. but man, 15 rebounds. I know. For a guard, especially. Oh, well, I'm that back up to five over par. I'm one behind you now. Thanks for watching the Tan and J Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.